I'm Jan Willem Bobink, and this is SEO in 2024. Jan Willem, what's your number one SEO tip for 2024? Uh, my number one SEO tip for 2024 would be is to focus on the basics and don't get fallen into the trap of SEOs, SOS um, algorithm and, and syndrome. So SOS in this case means shiny object syndrome. So over the past few years, I've seen a trend coming up into the SEO world that uh, perfectly aligns with the introduction of more AI uh, based tools, but also with tools providing more and more tools that don't actually provide value for the average SEO. So we as SEOs are being taken into, yeah, I would call it traps. Companies are starting to ask questions to, to SEOs. Why are we not using AI to produce content or meta descriptions or uh, anything? And in this case, I basically want to focus on one important aspect of optimizing for SEO, and that is matching your content with the search intent that Google actually sees that users have when searching for a specific uh, type of keywords. And I think that focusing on this basic one optimization actually aligns with all the other SEO things you're doing. So um, making sure you understand search intent also makes you understand how to structure your website or where to prioritize your technical optimization. So let's say you have a commercial keyword, or at least you think it's a commercial keyword, but Google lists top X list with the best SEO rank tracking tools in 2024. Does it make sense to spend time on technically optimizing your category page, or do you need a informational blog article section? So I think understanding search intent is one of the core fundamental things you need to uh, do as an SEO. But if you look to what are all the the SEO tools launching in terms of new features or what are SEO discussing on, on the day-to-day uh, uh, -day jobs. It's not about search intents. It's about all kinds of shiny stuff um, that's being released and usually doesn't add that much value for the average SEO. So my point would be is, okay, go back to the basics, see what Google is actually showing in the top 10, top 20, and base your actions on that. So in terms of search intent, are you still mapping navigational, informational, commercial, transactional intent? Are, are those the areas that you're focusing on? Yeah, that's a very good question because I think the traditional model for search intents is, is not specific enough um, in the current days because Google is, is moving towards a more dynamic uh, way of ranking. Um, it also means that they have much more data available to actually identify really specific user needs. And it also translates in more specific intents that we need to identify to be able to actually uh, map out our actions following out of that. So let's give me an example. Traditionally, we have the informational intent, which I think is, is one of the biggest buckets. But if you look to the content that actually ranks for some of those, yeah, traditionally classified as informational intent keywords, they will notice there is long form content, there's short form content, there's like simple definition type of content where Google just shows the feature snippet showing the meaning of a specific word. Sometimes people are looking for visuals, uh, maybe an image or a video to actually give them an answer. So they want to be guided in a certain form. So just classifying a keyword as informational is, I think, too broad to actually um, determine the, the actions that need to be taken. 
Yeah, that's a great question there. Uh, a, a great um, thought there. Because um, if you've got a broad bucket and um, if you've got, I guess, lots of different types of articles featuring for the same keyword phrase, then Google has to look deeper into what the user specifically is looking for. So how do you think Google determines that further? I mean, does it look at um, previous search history? Um, How is it looking to serve the very specifics of what a user is looking for with their informational type query? Yeah, so what we've seen happening over the years, especially during the core uh, Google updates, uh, is that they shift intents and they uh, need lots of data for that. But what we also notice is that by having more advanced technology available, they also better to actually understand the content that is produced on the web, which they can use to see, okay, is this the actual most relevant content uh, of a certain topic? So by looking just to how much content and in which form is actually produced around a certain topic, I, can, I think they can get a first ID. But the interesting part comes into play where I've been able to rank with a top X list for commercial keywords just by being the first in the market to actually set up such a form of content for that specific keyword. So one thing you can look at is like, okay, if I look for SEO rank tracking software, you will notice there's uh, a mix of content currently ranking, like there's informational content, but there's also the tool providers, there's top X mix, and basically every Google current update it changes. So there's no one specific classification for one specific keyword. There is, but only in a certain context. So in that context, you need to take into account the dates, the time. It may even shift during the year. So let's say people search for uh, winter jackets uh, while they search it during the summer period. They may be uh, really focused on getting all their models from last year for a discount. So it's really a commercial focused intent. But if you start searching for winter jacket in the autumn, you may want to know what the latest trends will be. So Google may shift after the summer to a more content uh, rich um, visual style guide uh, kind of content for the same keyword. So in that way, it's really difficult to say, okay, there's one specific intent for that keyword over a longer period of time. And that's also where it gets interesting, I think, there are some SEO tools trying to map um, search intent, usually they use the four traditional uh, intents previously mentioned, but it's, yeah, way too basic to actually cover what's happening. So what I recommend to uh, SEOs in general, but also to businesses to go back to Google, see what's currently ranking and adapt your uh, content um, to what you think will be uh, relevant. and. It's not only copying what others are doing, because on the end, copying may lead to a top 10, top five ranking, but also try to do differently and and test with it. Um, So like I said, I've been able to rank for commercial keywords with informational intents kind of types of content. So is it ever worthwhile having multiple pages on your site targeting the same keyword phrase based upon different intents? Or is the more productive thing to do from an SEO perspective to adapt that piece of content according to seasonality and other changes to the most likely uh, intent? Yeah, I would consider it as like a living organism. So during the year or during specific periods, you change the focus within your own domain. And that means you have to cover both or multiple intents for the same keyword. 
And it may clash with, as you're saying, that there may be overlapping content. You're cannibalizing your own efforts by having multiple pieces of content. But if there's a clear difference in uh, the layout of the page, there's a clear difference in the actual content uh, being there. It shouldn't be a real big problem as long as the quality of that content actually aligns with the intent and what the user expects. So no, I don't see a problem there, but it's a challenge to actually prove the value of that content. And then we're also getting into, okay, what are the actual metrics of, of measuring the success of such work? Um, because it can be really resource intensive to, let's say you have a hundred thousand keywords to monitor and, and, and change your strategy during the years and, and adapt your content continuously. And I do think that's where AI comes in handy. Um, if you want to do analysis on scale, so there's tools that provide you with raw data of the current SERPs and you can compare it with what was ranking half a year ago, or even before or after a Google core update. Then check out the actual contents of the pages that rank and use a AI to classify the types of content that are ranking and use that on scale. But I would say, even if you do it manually, if there's a certain trend across a subset of 10 keywords, let's say there's a subset of 10 traditionally commercial intent keywords, then it would make sense that within the niche you're operating, Google will apply the same kind of logic across those 10 uh, keywords. So is um, AI um, at a good standard at understanding intent and writing with intent in mind? And if so, uh, is there any particular AI tool that you recommend for the production of content? I would say it's, it's good for doing things on scale, but you have to teach it. So whatever tool you use, make it very clear what you expect that the output would be. And the same applies, the same logic applies for content creation, but for like classifying intents based on what's actually ranking, have the two actually visit the top 10 of the uh, search results, check out the content of, of the actual pages um, and give them rules. So let's say uh, for AIs, it's really easy to make a difference between a list of top 10 SEO rank tracking tools and a commercial landing page from a rank checker. But does the top 10 SEO rank tracking tools that contains a table that actually compares the tools, is it being able to make a difference between a yeah blog by an affiliate that just lists a, a set of links to 10 different rank tracking tools? And that's where AI comes in handy because you can teach it, okay, if there's a table, then it's probably a comparison piece. Uh, if there's just a list, then it's probably an affiliate suggestion list, et cetera. So once you teach it to, to check certain features, then uh, it's really easy to have the AI extract the logic out of that and apply it to a bigger data set. So what metrics do you use to measure whether or not your page is serving the intended intent? So one thing I like to uh, report on, especially with bigger clients is rank volatility, which means that the amount of movement across the uh, ranking for one specific page type across the year. So, uh, especially because the, the bigger core updates always happen at, at set periods, it's easy to check the volatility around those, those updates to see if there's actually something missing or, or not matching up. And what we've traditionally been seeing is that once you're in the top 10, rankings are quite volatile, but once you're in actually in the top three, usually your get your results are much more stable. So that's what we want to look out for is, okay, how can we be able to push a certain 
URL into the top three because it's much more stable. So that's one of the metrics I, I report on is like the, the percentage of keywords that are uh, low volatility and have a uh, top three ranking. But basically anything that aligns with traditional SEO metrics will do because if you're able to compete on a commercial keyword with a top X list uh, informational block uh, and you will be able to outrank uh, the other 10 category pages that are already ranking there, you will directly see the impact of traffic and, and conversions, of course. When's the best time to change content on your page? So let's use the winter coats example. And if you've determined that people start actively buying winter coats in October, is mid-September or do you have to go a couple of weeks in advance, for instance, to change the type of content to match that buying intent on your page? Yeah, usually I recommend a few months before because Google needs time to collect data. And, and like I said, we can actually teach Google about changing search intent. So if there's multiple websites across the web starting to publish articles about winter coat trends in August, then Google will understand, okay, this is something people are looking for. Um, and this is something people are writing for. And they may want to change the search intent uh, directly um, once there is an increase of yeah, certain types of content. And you can compare it with how Google News works. Like there's a certain ask from users, so a certain topic. Let's say there's yeah, something going on around a famous person wearing a specific winter coat. Then we will notice a Google News section will pop up. Uh, the Google Discover feeds will be filled with that same kind of content. And that's a good sign that Google is able to yeah, directly respond to a change in, in intent, but also in, in requests from, from their actual users. Uh, and that's really interesting. So on one end, I would say do it a couple of months before, because that also gives you time to actually tweak the content and, and make it perfect um, in a time before the actual yeah, peak season starts. But on the other end, Google is fast enough to actually respond directly to any changes you make. So let's say you have a whole informational section on your website, just giving simple definition style content about let's say hundreds keywords regarding SEO, but nowadays Google wants a yeah, dedicated long form piece of content for these type of, of queries, then just do them one by one and publish them at, on the go, um, because Google will pick it up immediately and, and sees that it aligns better with what, what they currently wants to show to their users. If an SEO is struggling for time, what should they stop doing right now so they can spend more time doing what you suggest in 2024? Yeah, I will come back to my first statement is, is stop with the shiny stuff and focus on the basics. Because honestly, I think 95% of the websites still haven't covered the basics. So why use an AI to write meta descriptions if, if there's so many meta descriptions that don't have a USB uh, in there? Or why use tools to optimize internal linking while the main menu doesn't contain the most search pages? So I have so many examples where basic Thinking will, will give you enough input to optimize already. Uh, and you don't need fancy tools for that. And the same thing with, with search intent is, yeah, I do have built fancy setups for identifying search intent across millions of keywords at once, but that only applies to one or two really specific clients I have, but all the others, they just need to go to Google, actually see what's ranking and, uh, do the actual work. I would say use use AI or shiny stuff when you're blocked, um, just for yeah, ideation and, and getting across the, the 
the blocking stuff. But yeah, still focus on the basics and um, just do the work. Jan Willem Bobbik is a freelance SEO and you can find him over at notprovided.eu. Jan Willem, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2024. You're welcome. Happy to be here again. I've been your host, David Bain. Get your copy of SEO in 2024, the book, over at seoin2024.com. <laughs>